outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And if there's no place to go, holiday bowl, holiday bowl, holiday bowl. Da 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 da. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's the holiday season. Yes, it is, which means we are talking about the holiday bowl. As always, Dane and I know you have lives. We'll make it quick. No more than 20 minutes. Half of it could be me just talking about stuff. And two things I'm going to talk about in the introduction. And I will get to the Holiday Bowl, I promise. I pinky promise. There's no one here, so I'm, I got a pinky up in the air, ladies and gentlemen. First off, they let me announce a girls' varsity high school basketball game. That was so fun. So, I'm now I'm officially a professional, a professional announcer. They threw me 25 bucks, ladies and gentlemen. That is good for 24 McChickens. 22 to spend, depending on the jurisdiction, okay? Second off, played in a men's league basketball game and played against some of my high school teammates who, or one of my high school teammates and one who played for my rival. What are they feeding them boys? They grew like 80 pounds of muscle and six inches. I'm the same size. What, 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 what is going on people? What, what is going on? What diet plan are these kids on? All right. That, that's all I got for that. But I, you know, you know me, these things are very important, ladies and gentlemen. All right. With that. In all seriousness, I'm going to hop into the Holiday Bowl in my next segment. But before I can step in and get my detailed description of the bowl game. And, oh, yeah. If you don't know, it, it is USC versus Iowa. You got an 8-4 and four team, 8-4 um, and four Trojan team versus a 9-3 and three Iowa team. Um, but before I can get started on that, as always, let the man with the plan. They call him Dane. Nasty Dane. I don't know if anyone's ever called him that. I just did. Dane's going to get you started with his intro. Welcome to episode 10 of the Dane and Nick show. We're going to be breaking down the Holiday Bowl matchup featuring USC and Iowa. The game is on uh, December 27th, and we'll be giving a brief breakdown of what to expect, score prediction, and just overall analysis of what it means for the conference at large, um, and then in particular, what it means for USC moving forward. I think this is a very pivotal point in the, uh, I guess, development, you could say, of the USC program under Clay Helton. You know, there was a lot of rumors that he was going to be dismissed as the coach, and he's been retained. And so this game is really important for the fan base, and I think for a lot of the alumni and potentially for a large portion of the boosters who were clamoring for either Urban Meyer or whoever else they were targeting. And so what this game means is pretty it's it's deep. It's uh it's a very big game for them. So um without further ado, I'll let uh Nick take away. All right, guys, let's hop into this. So uh, in this year's matchup of the Holiday Bowl, I think you're uh, plain and simple going to have more of a throw-it-out, air-raid type offense in USC versus Iowa, who's historically a defensive and running team. And I think to make it really simple, if you got to run, if you got to fly, um, I'll, I'll dive in a little more detail after this, but 
Um, basically, I think Iowa is going to be able to win this game because they're going to be able to control the ground and USC's very inconsistent running attack. And um, with that being said, I, I'd say Iowa wins this game by like 7 to 14 points. Should be close. And uh, this by no means, um, I'm going to say means again, but this by no means doesn't mean that USC can't win this game. They do have better playmakers. I believe that Michael Pittman Jr. is for sure the best player on the field in this matchup. Um, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Tyler Vaughns, that wide receiver, that wide receiver trio will cause um, trouble for really most defenses in the nation. And I believe Iowa will have a lot of trouble with them. But kind of if you're looking at an old school fashion football style game, I believe that the Iowa defensive coordinator understands this. The Iowa coaches, offense coordinator, whole, the whole coaching staff understands this. And they're really going to try and control the tempo of the game, keep the ball on the ground, and keep USC's vaunted passing attack off the field. So if you're listening to Dane and I, I'm taking a wild guess. You follow Pac-12 sports, so you already know a lot about the Trojans. So with that, let's, do- let's dive into some stats here for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, so their quarterback... Nate Stanley is throwing for 2,738 yards, 14 touchdowns, and 7 interceptions. He um, clearly is a solid senior leader. He's not a game-breaker by any means necessary. Not that stud, standout-type player, but he's what you need for an Iowa-type team. With a defense and running, um, defense or running-based scheme, having him protect the ball with only 7 interceptions on the year is, a, I mean, he's exactly what you need, plain and simple. So Nate Stanley, kind of your game manager, quarterback for the Hawkeyes. Um, one notable stat is he has been sacked 21 times this year, and that is something that USC may be able to take advantage of. Uh, I'm not sure if Christian Rector is active in this game, USC's defensive end. Um, let me pull it. Actually, I'm not going to pull it up. If he's active, this is something that Rector could take advantage of. USC does have a dominant defensive line, so this could bode well for the Trojans for sure. Put some pressure on Stanley. Again, being sacked 21 times, he, he's going to liable to fall down again. Um, so as you expect out of a Hawkeye team, they have a trio of running backs who are all very effective. Um, if you look at the stats, it's not much different than USC. And in fact, USC's running stats may be a little bit better with a trio of running backs. But watching the Trojans, their, their running game has been inconsistent all year, plain and simple. It really, it really hasn't proven effective. So... On the back to the Iowa side of the ball, you got running by Tyler Goodson, uh, 590 yards in the year, 5.1 carries and four touchdowns. To compliment him, you Makai Sargent, another running back, 543 yards, 4.6 average per carry, four touchdowns, and Torn Young with 414 yards and 5.4 yards per carry and only uh, one touchdown in the year. So they do have a nice kind of mix of running backs. Um, again, no, nothing like crazy statistically. I mean, their leading back only has 590 yards, not even, I mean, obviously near a thousand yards, but with Iowa, um, if they can just consistently run the ball, keep USC off balance, USC's defense has been injured all year. So that consistency, kind of the reliability on one another is not fully there. So Iowa's going to be able to basically pound the ball and hopefully spring some plays, um, for them downfield. Um, for Iowa, um, they don't really have a standout wideout. Their best um, option is either going to be Amir Smith-Marset. 
who has 676 receiving yards and four touchdowns. And complimenting him is Tyron Tracy Jr. with uh, 589 yards and three touchdowns. And um, these are their two most, I'd say, realistic threats. Um, one very important thing to note about these guys, though, is they are averaging 16 yards plus per catch. So they clearly are a big threat. And this is most realistically due to the run game setting them up. I don't, I mean, I could be wrong, but I was not known for having superstar receivers. Um, sorry if I'm disrespecting one of these, you know, Big Ten, Big 12 guys. Whatever conference they're in now, yell at me if I'm wrong. But I wouldn't bank on these guys being superstars. For the Trojans, as always, Keaton Slovis, sophomore quarterback, um, killed it this year, over 3,000 yards passing, 28 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. He's done a great job. Granted, those statistics are due to um, their system, the air raid system. Their running backs do look like decent stats, um, but again, they have four backs with over 300 yards, and uh, all of them have at least two touchdowns. But watching USC play this year, their running game just isn't there. It's not consistent, as I mentioned previously, so... I wouldn't read too much into this. Veve Malapea is not really a, a threat. You know, he I don't want to rag on the kid, but he's not really a threat, plain and simple. Their biggest threat is probably Keenan Christian, a freshman running back. He is lightning speed. Um, I've compared him to Reggie Bush. A lot of people have done that as well, but maybe a little too early to make these comparisons. But he does have the speed to break anything and take to the house for sure. And as previously mentioned, Michael Pittman Jr., their wide out, over a thousand yards on the year. Over 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns, and he's by far the best player on the field. So, again, I'm going to say that Iowa wins this game, being able to control the game on the ground, um, make some uh, some smart throws by Nate Stanley, and their defense holds up and finds a way to limit big plays, specifically Michael Pittman Jr., as much as possible. But this by no means doesn't mean that USC can win this game. USC, seriously, is a very talented team. And if they put all the pieces together, talent-wise, they may actually be better. But I would bank on the Hawkeyes in this game. Sorry to disappoint you, Pac-12 Nation. But really, I'm not. I'm just saying what I feel. And what I feel is the truth. And my truth is your truth. And your truth is the truth of the truth of your truthiness. Okay. Iowa by 10 or 7. Thanks, Nick. Uh, I just want to point out that Nick has been covering the Trojans um, this whole season. And so his uh, insight into the program is going to be uh, a bit substantially more uh, in depth than mine. Um, I'm just been, you know, uh, watching on the outs from an outsider's perspective of um, what's happened this season and just um, the program in general over the last few years. The direction it's going is not um, great, but this season, uh, you know, they run that new air raid, and they, I think that's um, good for them. I think they have the pieces to do it with. Uh, next season is going to be interesting because they're losing a lot of those wide receivers. But Keaton Slovis is clearly the right quarterback for that system. He can throw the ball all over the field and things like that. But for this game itself, um, first off, got to say, San Diego is a great city. The Holiday Bowl is a fun event. If you haven't been to either... It's definitely something that you um, should put on your list. If your team ever gets to that game, you got to go. San Diego is a great city to visit. Um, it's not like L.A., you know. It's not like all that traffic and everything that's just, you know, what L.A. is. Um, but, you know, there's still the ocean. There's still the beach. There's still a whole bunch of nice cities. If you go a little bit further up all the way to about Dana Point, um, 
all those cities that are just north of San Diego are really nice to visit, uh, and it's always a fun drive to go from L.A. to San Diego down that coast. Um, but anyways, yeah, so the game itself, I'm expecting the Trojans to win. Actually, I think they're going to win by more than more than a few. Um, I think they'll probably win by seven or more. Uh, I don't really uh, think Iowa is that great. Um and if you look at these stats, I mean, look, Iowa's putting up 230 pass yards per game. The Trojans are putting up 335. Okay, and then you just look at the yards per game. Iowa's putting up 370. The Trojans are putting up 460. And then even the rushing yards per game, Iowa's only averaging 13 more rushing yards per game. So Iowa's offense is not very good. Let's just put it at that. And, um, I mean, if you look at their points per game, they're only averaging 24 points per game. The Trojans are averaging 33. So, Iowa's strength is their defense. Um, they've only allowed 158 points against all season, which is very strong. And the Trojans have let up 333 points. That is... Uh, that just shows you the clash between the Big Ten and the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is much more of an offense-based. You could compare the Pac-12 somewhat to the Big 12, where the defenses aren't really all that great, but the offenses are pretty prolific. And in the Big Ten, it's the exact opposite. I mean, that's the conference with Wisconsin. Uh, you know, so you, when you think of that, it's just big guys that are that are strong. And um, so the whole culture of that conference is based on defense. Um, other than Ohio State, I'm not really sure how good the conference is as a whole from top to bottom. I know uh, Penn State is pretty good. Wisconsin is also good. But, um, yeah, you know, like Minnesota, I, I don't know if they're all that great. I know they had a good year, but um, so we'll see. If you look at their schedule um, at the time, Iowa had played one, two, three, four ranked teams. So, um they have been tested. They've lost by two to Wisconsin, seven to Michigan, and five to Penn State. So in the games they've lost, it's been very close. And so it's going to be a, an interesting matchup considering USC's prolific offense and Iowa's lack of a good offense. So it's really, the battle is going to come down to when the Trojans have the ball, can they move the ball and score? And if they can score, they're going to win because I don't think Iowa is going to really um, put up a bunch of points. And so it's just going to come down to uh, the Trojans, you know, scoring more than them. I know that seems simple, but it's going to come down to the offense of the Trojans versus the defense of Iowa. And because I don't think the Iowa offense is going to do much. So. Um, the Trojan defense has a big opportunity here to uh, force some turnovers. I mean, if you look at Iowa's schedule, they haven't scored more than 30 points since, geez, September 28th. And that was against uh, Mississippi, no, wait, uh, ten Middle Tennessee State, MTSU, Middle Tennessee State. So, yeah, um, wow. This Iowa team is not good at offense, and so 
That'll be interesting. The air raid, um, I think, will be effective against it, though um, that's kind of a hit-or-miss offensive system. Either it's really on point or um, it struggles, and so we'll, we'll see. I don't think Iowa has faced this type of offense all year. I don't think anybody in the Big uh, or the Big Ten runs that, so we'll see how it all goes down. Um, you know, the Trojans are on a, a three-game winning streak and have won, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five of the last six. So they're feeling good. Um, they think they can win. They know they can win, and I believe that they will. So um, count me in as uh, somebody who thinks the Trojans are going to pull off the upset. I think I was favored by, let's see, two and a half. Yeah, two and a half at the moment. Um, so yeah, games on Fox Sports 1, December 27th, and that's uh, it'll be 5 p.m. Pacific Pacific time, but uh, looking forward to it. In my concluding segment here, you already heard my game pick. I was going to win by 10 or 7 points. By no means, USC could win this game, and I believe it's a more talented team. But let's let's talk about something a little bit more important than football here. It's the holiday season. In this day and age, you know, we can't be so specific about holidays, whether that's right or wrong. I don't know. Bottom line is, holiday season, enjoy some food. Enjoy some time with your family. If you like to have a couple drinks, have a couple drinks, man. But bottom line is, find someone you love. Spend some time. Be grateful for the things you have because, I mean... I'm taking a wild guess if you live, if you're listening to this podcast, you're from a developed country and we are truly grateful just to have little things like water and food on an everyday basis. Go to the grocery store and pick out whatever we want. So yeah, if you don't have family, just find someone you love. Be grateful. Happy holidays. I don't even have anything like goofy to say on that, but I'm grateful for a lot of things in my life. Grateful I get to be on this podcast. Grateful I get to work with Dane. Grateful for a great publisher. So, happy holidays, y'all. Peace out. Dane, take us out. All right, yeah, Nick with the great insight, as always. Uh, thorough and covers everything. So, that, um, that is good. And so, uh, yeah, for me, um, just in closing, what this game means for the Pac-12. Obviously, uh, it's a big game. Holiday Bowl is always an important matchup, regardless of who's in it. And, you know, Washington destroyed Boise State which was a good win for the conference. And as a whole, the Pac-12 needs to, um, if they can, possibly run the table. But, you know, at the very least, they need to win more games than they lose. Just for next season, the, um, you know how it goes, the, the bowl season really um, sets the, the setup for the following season. So if you have a bad bowl uh, season, the you know your reputation for for the following season is not as um strong as you would like it to be so um this game is important in that aspect and it's two ranked opponents um Iowa is you know obviously favored here and they're ranked higher than the Trojans so it'll be a uh, an upset technically if the Trojans win and Bigger picture, like I said, uh, for what it means for the conference heading into the next season, it's important. And obviously for USC's development under Clay Helton, I think this is a game that uh, could be described as a must win. And 
a loss here would be uh, real tough on recruiting. Their recruiting class is, frankly, terrible. It is the worst in the conference, even below Arizona. So, man, they need this win. And if they're able to get it, which I think they will, it'll certainly help them on the recruiting trail moving forward. And that's really what's most important uh, for their program uh, at this point.